Welcome to season two of Monday Matters podcast. It's a spiritual segment brought to you by Spirit of Praise Ministry. If you're listening today, that means you've enjoyed this podcast thus far. We ask you to one, share it with a friend, with somebody else that needs an uplifting moment. And second, please don't forget to subscribe so you could enjoy previous messages and the ones to come. We hope the next few minutes will bring you a message of peace, comfort, and hope to whatever situation you're going through. Have a blessed time, family. Hello, family, and welcome again to the SOP devotional. So glad that you're here to join us. Today's title is, Are You a Ride or Die? Before we go in, let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we're able to just take this quick moment and to be able to hear from you. We ask, please, to take control right now. Speak to hearts, speak to minds and situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you a ride or die? We're going to read some scripture and then we're going to talk and analyze it. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 to 5. It says, When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. I remember walking past Walmart as a child and seeing the wall of children's faces with the words, Have you seen me? Now, forgive my childish mind, but I was confused at how these kids were lost. You see, my mother expected us to find her before she found us, because if she found us, well, you already know what that means. But on a serious note, as I stared at the pictures and I looked at the dates, I saw one particular picture that was three years ago. And at that moment, I wondered if they felt forgotten because of how long it's been and were they actually forgotten. Have you ever felt forgotten, lost? Have you ever felt like you were left behind, misplaced, or that God forgot about you? Can I talk to some real Christians, some real believers? You feel as if God has overlooked you. He blessed everyone else in the neighborhood except you. It's almost as if he like skipped you. He said, duck, 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 duck. And then instead of saying goose, he just moved over you and said, duck, 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 and completely skipped you. He even blessed your enemies and left you hanging. You prayed, you fasted, you ate only salad, but still you didn't get what you asked for. Or maybe you graduate with your master's. Great grades, was a finalist for a job. But then, Corona. He sent you somewhere and you went, but you haven't heard anything. It's not what you thought it would look like. Hello? Let's talk about Noah. You see, I'm just going to list some verses and you can go back and check. But Genesis chapter 7 verse 4 tells us that God told Noah he was going to flood the earth. But the last time that God spoke to Noah was Genesis 7 verses 4. After that, 150 days passed until the next time that God spoke to Noah. And that's later on in that same chapter, verse 24. Noah probably did the math and realized that after 40 days and 40 nights were over, things were supposed to be okay. But the waters still flooded the earth. What happens when God takes longer than you thought? What happens when God doesn't make the deadline you gave him? Unfortunately, we get impatient. Unfortunately, we take matters into our own hands. Of course, you remember the entanglement between Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar, right? You know, the, the father, Abraham. I, I, now, I got this uh, song from someone else. So I got to give them their credit. But you heard the song, Father Abraham, 
slept with the nanny. What's worse, his wife told him to. He got his wife pregnant, the nanny too. Not one of them was praising the Lord. Hair pull, weave out, cat fight. All right, all right, you get the point though. And so he was told, God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. But because of him taking so long, because it didn't happen the way he imagined, he went and did it in his own might. He used what he had in front of him. He assumed that, okay, God said he's going to do it, but he didn't say how. I'm just going to assume that this is the way to do it. And he caused his own issue just because he felt like God was taking too long. Of course, you remember when Saul was told to wait for Samuel to give the offering. You can find that in 1 Samuel. But Samuel took such a long time that after what Saul felt was like forever, Saul said, fine, I'll just do the sacrifice myself. And the Bible says that as soon as Saul was done with the sacrifice, that's when Samuel showed up. And we know from that moment, that's when God removed the kingdom from Saul and gave it to David and said, can I be honest, saints? I'm only 23 and I've learned that God doesn't operate on our own time. Amen. I'm going to say it again. God does not operate on our own time. God doesn't operate on Eastern time zone, Pacific time zone, a colored people time zone. He moves and acts when he chooses to. He doesn't move on our own deadline. He doesn't move. Oh, it's a new year. It's going to be a new me. He doesn't do what we do. He doesn't follow the seasons. He moves on his own time zone. And sometimes we have to wonder to ourselves. The question is, what will you do as you wait? The question is, what will you do when you feel forgotten? What will you do when you feel as if God is taking too long, has overlooked you? What do you do when you feel as if maybe God doesn't care? Maybe he doesn't see my situation. I've been unemployed for so long. This pandemic is, is stretching longer than I imagined. And I don't even know about this vaccine. You, you're praying and asking God, how can I keep going on? And you feel as if you're not getting an answer. And that's all the beginning for our text in Matthew 11. Now, again, we heard the verse again, but Matthew 11, verses 2 and 3, when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? How many of you know that some questions can be insults, right? Some questions you ask or how many of you probably asked the question with shady intent? Is this your dish on the table? Did you mean to do that? Did you mean to mess up? You know those little emails that you send back and forth at work? You see, he asked Jesus a question that was slick, an insult, slick, a slap on the face, slick, disrespectful. Now, let's give John some credit and understand where he's coming from. So now I'm going to give you John the Baptist's bio. Now, remember, John the Baptist is, first of all, Jesus' cousin. But he's not just Jesus' little cousin. He came before Jesus. He is older than Jesus. The Bible tells that his mother was pregnant with him before Jesus came out the womb. And so John the Baptist, even from birth, came out the womb running and telling the gospel, saying he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. He's finally here. He's finally here. He was telling everyone about that. Now, John the Baptist, he prepared the way for Jesus. That's why they called him the Baptist. You know, you got to be doing your job so well for people to put the Baptist next to your name. They got to like, that's not just any John. That's John the Baptist. That's John who's doing Doing God's work. That's John the preacher. That is Sarah the whoever. Everyone, like they knew he was doing his job so well that they called him the Baptist. He spoke the truth. He rode for Jesus and suffered for Jesus. And so he finds himself in prison. How come? Because as he is preaching and baptizing people, the king at the time, King Herod, came and saw what he was doing. And John the Baptist called out truth, spoke truth to power, and told the king, You should not have taken your brother's wife. You've committed adultery. And because he said that, the king 
had him taken to jail. And, of course, the king's wife planned to later murder him. And so John the Baptist was a ride or die. Can we say that, right? He rode for Jesus during the good times. He suffered for Jesus, and he knew finally Jesus was here to bring everything under control. And he was there when the wheels fell off. He started pushing the car. Like, you know, some people, like, I'm there till the wheels fall off. Well, John the Baptist would get out the car and start pushing the car with you, right? But now he felt forgotten by Jesus. He did everything right, but found himself in chains. He did everything right, but wasn't where he imagined himself to be. He read his Bible. He fasted. He prayed. He went to Sabbath school. He was in the choir. He preached. He sang. He did everything, but still he was not where he imagined himself. He assumed that Jesus would free him. He assumed that Jesus would overthrow the Roman government. He assumed that Jesus would make him prime minister. He assumed that Jesus would have him married by his age. He assumed that Jesus would give him a job or a car. He would assume that Jesus would make this deliverance happen. He assumed. Yet we all know that assumptions make a donkey out of you and me. Hello, somebody. You see, his assumptions weren't correct because he found himself in a dark cold and uncomfortable cell awaiting judgment. And because he finally was in this area, he finally broke and said, listen, I believed in you, Jesus. I preached about you, Jesus, but it's not matching what I'm going through right now. And so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to question you. Are you really God? And I want to talk to that Christian right now. It's okay to question God. It's, it's okay. But you have to be ready for God's response, of course. We're about to go into that. But some of you right now, you're saying, God, I don't know if you're real. God, I don't know if you care about me right now. God, how can you see what's going on and you allow this wickedness to continue for so long? God, I still haven't received what I needed. God, I'm about to put out my house. God, my marriage is in shambles. You feel as if God has been ignoring your prayers. And you start saying, well, maybe somebody else can pray to him for me because when I pray, I don't hear anything back. And so John the Baptist was in our same situation. And went to go ask Jesus the question, are you the one to come or should we expect someone else? He questioned Jesus' gangster. I'm just going to be honest with you, right? He questions it. Jesus, are you, if you're really Jesus, you're not acting like him. So are you the Messiah or should we expect someone else? But Jesus responds. Now, Jesus, he got that nice clap back. All right. I want you to think Jesus was some, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, just, you know, just calm dude. Like, now he had a clap back. This is what he said. Verse four, Jesus replied. Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. He said, Jesus said, he had to clap back. He had to bring that ear here, boy. He said, go tell John that the blind receive sight. Go tell John that I'm doing my job. Go tell John that the lame walk, that those who have leprosy are cleansed, that the deaf are here, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. He was telling John the Baptist, listen, even though you don't see me working, even though you don't feel me working, even if you feel like I don't care about you, I'm doing my job. Yes, I'm still God on my throne. And sometimes we think that God's sitting on his throne as if he's just passed of no God sitting on his throne but he's going above and beyond what you could ever ask for or imagine if you're listening to this right now you already have privilege and he's already blessed you why because you got wi-fi because you got a, a phone you have some type of service you're not on the streets he's been blessing and working even though you don't feel it right now he said to John I'm still in control I'm still moving things the way that I imagine do not worry just because you don't see it trust and know that yes I am the Messiah because I am doing what I was called to do not what you called me to do. And that's the thing, because we treat Jesus like as if he's some fairy tale or he's some um, 
fairy godparent going around just granting wishes or he's some genie that you just rub him the right way. He gives you what you want. But Jesus has always come to do what he was called to do and not what we called him to do. The main thing that we need from Jesus is the forgiveness of sins. Everything else is a favor from God. Verse 6, blessed is anyone who does not fall away on account of me. Blessed is the, anyone who does not stumble on account of me. You see, this verse spoke to me personally. It convicted me. You see, I'm going to be honest with you as we're closing. 2020 was a tough year for me. I graduated in May with my master's. Before then, I was supposed to get a job in Florida. I was supposed to get booed up, you know, kicked by the ocean and everything. But Corona came and washed that all away. And so here I am moving back in with my parents at 23 years old, having no job. And now, one point, I'm trying to be a good son. I'm cutting the grass. I put the phone on the back of my mom's car. I'm doing everything. She leaves for work. I say, bye, mom. And then I'm looking for my phone. I left my phone on the back of my mom's car. She drove away with it. No phone. Me and my brother were play fighting and just playing around. I broke my glasses. And I'm like, God, my money is dwindling down. God, I am one emergency away from going broke. Like, I don't have anything. I don't know how I could be going to the situation. I mean, it's as if you took everything away from me. Like, why aren't you watching? Why aren't you making a way? This is not what I imagined. And so I remember reading through the Bible and I fell upon this verse. Blessed is the man who does not follow account of me. Blessed is the woman who does not fall away on account of me. Blessed is that person who says, Jesus, I'm going to trust and lean on you. And so I felt that verse. I was convicted. That later on that day, my brother uh, was leading worship and he chose a song. God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Now, forgive the singing, but you get the song and I'm out here singing it. God will. I'm just crying and boohooing because I'm like, God, how can you be taking care of me right now if my big account doesn't reflect it? If I lost my phone, my glasses are broken, I got all these bills to pay. But again, he was saying, listen, I'll take care of you, but do not fall away on account of me. Ladies and gentlemen, can I be honest with you? That same day, by the grace of God, I checked the mail that day and there's a check with my name on it. Now, that's not the blessing. That's not the hoop and hollering. Let me tell you the date that was written on the check. The date written on the check was a week before. It was eight days before. And eight days before, guess what? It was before I lost my phone. It was before I had those financial issues and problems. It was before all of that. And in that moment, God was showing me that, listen, I supply all your needs. It reminded me of that verse in the Bible that says, while they are still speaking, yet I will answer and I will respond to them. I will answer what they need. And what I want to tell you right now is that even for John the Baptist going through his dark moment, even through you going through your depression and going through your problems right now, God sees you and he has a check already written with your name on it, but not the same day it happened, but he already wrote it. And I want to let you all know that regardless of the situation, he wrote a check for all of us 2,000 years ago on Calvary. And he said, listen, I died for them. And because I died for them, I gave them access to the Father. That whatever they ask in my name, they shall receive as long as they believe. And so I speak into your situation. I speak into whatever you're going through right now to tell you that God has not forgotten about you. That God will take care of you. That God will supply all your needs. That even if you feel as if you're alone, even if you feel as if you're deserted, even if you feel as if God has walked away from you. He has not walked away. He still has you in his hands. And so as John the Baptist's disciples were walking away, Jesus gave the greatest eulogy for him. He said, listen, there was no man greater than John the Baptist because John the Baptist came and did his purpose. And yes, the truth is John the Baptist did die on earth, but I believe by faith when Jesus returns, John the Baptist will be elevated 
and celebrated because of his commitment and sacrifice. This Christian walk is not something easy to just talk about. It's a ride or die. And guess what? We all have to die for Christ one way or another. But when you die for Christ here on this earth, you gain so much more than you can ever imagine in heaven. And so as we pray, I want to pray for you in your situation right now and let you know, listen, regardless of what you're going through right now, God has not forgotten you. He's given you the grace and his Holy Spirit to get through it, but he needs you to trust him. He needs you not to flake right now. He needs you because other people are watching you. Other people are saying, is she going to break? Is he going to break under pressure? But God has already given you the power to push on and to trust him so that you can lead others to Christ. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you so much for speaking to us. And I just pray for that person listening right now. I'm praying, Father God, over that hurt, over that pain, over that confusion. Oh God, I pray in Jesus' name, oh Lord, that you would lay your hand on their situation. That, oh God, that you will open a door. I'm asking God this same week as they're listening to it, Father God, show them use it as a testimony. Let them know that you are involved in every single detail, no matter what it may be. Let them know, oh God, that you care about everything that's going on, whether that they need a child, whether they're praying for a job, whether they're praying for a spouse, or they're praying for deliverance or for healing, whatever it may be. In Jesus' name, we ask by faith because you promise to give us that connection to the Father. And so we come before you asking, please, God, we believe you're the Messiah. We believe that you care about us. And so we come before you humbly, trusting you to do what you said you would do. We love you. We thank you. And we ask all these things by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, family. Until next time. Wow, wow, wow. What a message. We hope this podcast thus far is bringing you peace, comfort, and hope for the future. Again, share it with a friend. Share it with somebody. And to you, don't forget to subscribe so you could benefit from previous and upcoming messages. Be blessed.